You are listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy and stay for the unbiased takes. This episode is a part of our pre-recorded vault to catch you up on past events. Today is our pre-combine special. Enjoy the show. All right. So we're back, Jalen. Good to talk to you again. Been a little bit since we did this. Oh, but, break. Uh, a little break, but uh, a little busy. But, you know, it's exciting to uh, to get to talk about this. So this was kind of an episode or a segment, I guess, that I kind of wanted to do. But I think you were uh, pretty much good with it as well. I said, as I've said before, I know uh, I'm a big draft uh, draft nerd, NFL draft, and we are in the off season. The combine is this coming weekend. Um, so I wanted to do this ahead of the draft or the combine, which you said, like, I think would be good. So we're going to talk a little bit of NFL draft, kind of talk about some of the players, some of the position groups, the quarterbacks, obviously is always the big headliner. People think it's bad QB draft. We can get into that soon, but I've also prepared my Colby's, uh, mock draft one. I was going to say 1.0, but I feel like everyone (laughs) does that. So I'll just say one mock draft one, maybe try to do like two or three more of these prior to the actual draft. I was thinking like definitely one after free agency and then like maybe just right before the draft, which is in like the end of April. So, so yeah, it's obviously early. And again, I'm not an expert, but I thought this would be fun to talk about Jalen. How are you doing? We're doing good. (laughs) Uh, You know, combines coming up a lot of things going on around the whole entire sports world. You got March madness combines this weekend, right? Like it's coming. That's crazy. And there's already like tension with that and all kinds of stuff going on. So it'll be interesting to see what you got uh, written up for this mock draft, especially with some of the players already dropping out of the combine. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely interesting with everything with the combine. Obviously, free agency, too, is going to affect so much of this uh, class. So I don't know if there's anything you wanted to talk about first, but if you want, um, we can kind of just dive into kind of like the themes of the draft, I guess. Um, I don't know how much you've read or how much you've done read up about this draft um, prior to it. I know they're still kind of, it's just now getting into the draft season heating up. So, I mean, I guess what, what all of you, uh, have you read a lot about this draft? Are you familiar with some of the top players, that sort of thing? Um, Kind of, not really. Um, I know it's not that much of a QB heavy class. So you have to do, you, have, you pretty much have to put your work in to find, you know, the stars that are going to be going up. But at the same time, you get a gist for the play, the teams that what needs they need to be going for at the same time. So that's what I'm mostly going for is what needs are these teams going for and will they address it? So yeah. it'll be interesting. That's what I always look at when it comes to the draft is how will teams address their problems? Yeah, no, gotcha. That's, I think, the most interesting thing. That's why when I do get to the mock draft, I use PFF's draft board, uh, mock draft creator, because I feel like theirs is the most, kind of in depth out of all the ones online. Um, so if you see, have a problem with any of the player rankings or anything that that's them, uh, not <laughs> me. So, but anyways, I like their uh, kind of system, that sort of thing. So like you said, I guess just to start um, the big themes of this draft, I think there's, as you've heard, the biggest thing is unlike the last, I mean, almost every draft, there's not a star court. There's not last year. There were all those quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields this year, very different, not a consensus top quarterback, not a guy who's going to, who's worthy of going number one overall. There, there probably won't be a quarterback picked in the top five um, of this draft. So very different, but there are still some guys who are going to go in the first round. Um, it's a weaker QB class than normal, but I still think these guys are very interesting and some of them can work. So um, if you're ready for that, I was going to say, we can kind of dive into my QB rankings. We can talk a little bit about these guys. Um 
the ones that are, I think, have a chance to go in the first round. Some of a couple of them will. Teams, there are so many teams out there that need quarterbacks, which is what makes this so much more fascinating that it is kind of a weaker year as far as QB draft. But I, yeah. I, I also think it benefits a lot of these guys who maybe aren't as highly regarded prospects as the guys last year. You saw Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson all really struggled their first year going to bad teams and not the best situations. So I think because some of these guys aren't going to go as early, um, they, they'll definitely they'll probably wind up in better situations, which I do think could give some of them a better chance to be successful. So definitely interested to see what happens with this. But remember, this is mock draft one. We're still waiting on like free agency to officially, you know, kick off. We've been waiting for free agency to do for some big move to happen or announcements, but you know, we're still waiting. We're still in those treading waters. So that's the only interesting part about that between now and the draft is who goes where, who goes where. But I don't, think, I don't yeah. think much is happening though. QB wise, that's why I say it will be interesting because it will be in, I don't know. I don't know who's the first domino to fall. Will it be Rogers, Garoppolo, you know? Who knows? I think Rogers, it seems like, I feel like Rogers is going to stay. We'll see what happens with that. But so, yeah, if, if they, especially if they all stay, that's another thing. That's going to just drive up how early these quarterbacks go and the amount of teams who need to draft quarterbacks. Exactly. So they said, don't want to spend the whole time talking about the QBs, but that is the biggest thing. So, I mean, that's obviously always the headliner. So if you're ready, as I say, I can go and share my screen. I've yeah, made yeah. a nice little uh, fun little slideshow here. Heck, yeah. Go ahead. So you, have to, you have to let me share it. It says you've disabled my screen. How did you do that? I thought I didn't. Host disable participant screen sharing. Uh, is it maybe, I don't know if it's in settings. Oh, here we go. I found it. Oh, okay. Okay. There we go. All right. Here we go. All right. <laughs> so, all right. Can, so, it's showing the slideshow. Perfect. Okay. So, here is Colby's official not a scout QB ranking. Because <laughs> I'm not a scout. This is just my opinion based off what I've read, stuff I've watched. I have seen, and I only did the top five. There's five that have a chance to go in the first round to me. They could all five go, although that seems unlikely. Probably more than likely three of them will go. I'd say probably three and a half would be the over-under. I don't know if that's actually Vegas odds, but that would be my guess. So this is my not-a-scout QB rankings. I've seen all of these guys play like at least once. Some who are bigger schools, I've seen more than others. Um, a lot watched highlights and read a lot of stuff about them. So the interesting thing about this class to me, besides the fact that people don't think it's great, is there's no consensus at all, really. I mean, you look at different media outlets there and different reporters, you could get completely different rankings for all of them. I have these guys ranked one through five. I'm sure there's people out there who would have it the complete opposite order. One, the fifth guy I have is the number one guy on someone's boards. Like any, any of the five could go first round. Any of the five could be the first one taken. I really would not be shocked. Any of them could fall out of the first round. Like, so it's going to really just be what teams prefer, which is very interesting to me. So, all right. So start this out. First one, I have number one on my board. I'm sure this isn't a surprise to you. I've, you've heard me talk about this guy probably more than any other one. I have Kenny Pickett out of Pitt. Kenny Pickett, to me, is the best quarterback in this draft, I think. I He had an insane senior season after – now, that's something that's going to concern a lot of folks. So each of these guys, I put pros, reasons why. There's reasons why I think all of them could work, reasons why I don't think they, where they could also bust. So Pickett 
he's the most NFL ready. He's a four-year starter at Pitt. He's played a ton of snaps. He had an injury his junior year, came back this last year for his senior year, went off, was a Heisman finalist, threw like 42 touchdowns or something. He's got a ton of snaps, a ton of reps. To me, he's NFL ready. I mean, you obviously never know if quarterbacks can be NFL ready, but he reminds me a lot of Matt, of a Mac Jones coming out last year. I like him a little bit better than Mac Jones just because I think he obviously didn't have the supporting cast Mac Jones did, but Mac Jones turned out to be better than I thought he would in the NFL. Went to the great situation. Everything you hear about Pickett, he's a gamer, leader. People are saying like he's great with the X's and O's on the whiteboard um, at the senior bowl. He, he impressed the most in interviews is from what I've read and seen. So those are some of his pros reasons. I think he's big, he's six, three sturdy. He can move. He's not as crazy speed, not a crazy scrambler, but I know you've probably seen the fake slide play that they, they changed the rule yeah. <laughs> for like a 50 yard touchdown. So he can move. He's an easy thrower, ton of starts, a lot of experience. To me, a guy who could come in and probably start week one as a rookie, you would hope. Um, so I think to me, he's polished, he's accurate, he's a good thrower of the football. Um, I like Kenny Pickett a lot. I think he can be, especially if he runs, lands in the right situation, I think he can be a very capable, good NFL starting quarterback franchise guy to me. There's cons. There's reasons why all of them could work. And I said I have number one. I think PFF, PFF has him fifth on their board. So some of the cons with Kenny Pickett, he has a lower ceiling than a lot, probably than the rest of these guys. He, I mean, he is what he is. He's another con on here. He's going to be 24 by the time the season starts because he did have a red shirt year and he had an injury the COVID year. So he's older. He's been around for a while and he didn't really pop off till his senior year. Um, going into this season, he was going to be like a day three pick now to where he's probably going to go in the first round. So why did it take him so long? Another thing you people always joke about this, you always hear it to comment, but he does have very small hands uh, for a starting quarterback. He's got less than nine inch hands. I don't buy into that too much, but it's definitely a concern. He played at Heinz Field. He played in Pittsburgh with the weather, but he does wear the gloves, Kenny two gloves. So that's Kenny Pickett. He's my top guy. But again, a lot of other people might disagree with me on that. Uh, do you have any thoughts on Kenny Pickett? Have you seen him play at all? Do you know and that much about him? Is this a guy you think could be a capable NFL quarterback? Um, Kenny Pickett, definitely NFL ready quarterback, I guess you, I would say, or at least one of the more NFL uh like you know prepped quarterbacks but also comes with that 24 year old standard which I feel like can also be a good thing because you know that means yeah he has less of a chance to grow but at the same time you know he's pretty much going to be more probably I guess mature and like you pretty much know what you're getting right away from him you know so I feel like that's the only thing when you about a 24 year old rookie it's like hit your wire shorter so you you know what you're getting real fast but besides that, I feel like that can be a good thing when it works for, you know, a rookie. So I'd say, would he be my number one? Probably not. I feel like he's definitely in my top three. Yeah, that's fair. I think he's definitely not going to be number one on a lot of people's boards. And that will get to the guy who – so to me, and you'll see my mock draft, I don't necessarily have these guys going in the same order that have them ranked on here. Yeah. So my number two guy is Malik Willis from Liberty – Obviously, being Virginia, both being JMU guys, it's it's wild to me to think that Liberty has a first-round NFL quarterback, but he's going to go in the first round. Um, if you're looking at all these guys, who has the chance to be the one who breaks out and rises up in the draft boards, goes top 10, top 5, I don't think 
I don't think any will crack top five, but to me, he has the chance to go the top five. So my pros for Malik Willis, he's got the highest ceiling of this draft, the most potential, which is why I think he has a very good chance to be the first one off the board. He has running back speed. I've heard uh, scout different people talking uh, from some of the draft videos. I've watched people say he could be running, running back one in this draft. He could be a running back in the NFL and he would be successful. He's got like four or five speed, very athletic, definitely the fastest, most athletic guy. He's got a huge arm. You look at some of his highlights, some of the throws he makes are crazy off the charts, arm strength. So physically he's easily the most gifted prospect in this class. Um, people are saying like comparing with Josh Allen, he's not, he doesn't have the height of a Josh Allen. He's only six foot, but he is sturdy, got a good build and he's freakishly athletic. So I, I think he's got the highest ceiling. But the cons, he's very raw. Unlike Kenny Pickett, he is not ready to start in the NFL. Inconsistent. He had some question marks with decision-making against Middle Tennessee State this year. He threw three picks. He had one other. I forget who they were playing, but another. And he played bad opponents at Liberty Week schedule. He also had a bad supporting cast around him compared to the rest of these guys. So you could say maybe that's some of it. He really struggled against Ole Miss. But he had some ugly moments. His junior year, going into the year, it was everyone was very high on him. Uh, he's kind of played his way back up because of that athleticism and stuff, but he did have some inner issues with interceptions, a couple three pick games. So I don't think he's ready to start in the NFL. He's a guy who could really use a time to sit, but I think he has the highest ceiling this draft, but he's kind of a boom or bust guy. Whereas Kenny Pickett doesn't have the higher ceiling, but I feel a much higher floor. Okay. Okay. I feel like that's a, <clears throat> a fair assessment of Malik Willis because we do. We have seen the videos of him just duking out defenders, you know, crossing them up, getting scoring against touchdowns. But as you mentioned, Liberty does ha have the best schedule strength, but they have stepped up their schedule strength. Don't get it wrong. I mean, he they did step up. But um, I feel like also I feel like for to say that it's he's very raw and inconsistent is true, but his athleticism speaks a lot of his game. It almost sounds like a Lamar Jackson project, but Lamar was obviously more NFL ready. You know, he had the decision-making. So do I agree with putting him at number two? No, I'd probably put him at like four or five just because. I mean, I feel like the athleticism helps him a lot. But like you said, the decision-making is a huge thing in the NFL, and that's what they rip on you the most. Like if you make the wrong – I feel like this guy, looking at his picture too – <laughs> doesn't give him the best judgment of him, but uh, it almost looks like a Dwayne Haskins out there. <laughs> I definitely a think lot skinnier, more athletic, it looks like. He's definitely higher ceiling than Haskins. I feel better about him than Haskins. I don't think he has some of the off-the-field concerns. I think he has a high – like I said, he has a very high ceiling, but, yeah, there's definitely some concerns. He's another guy. He absolutely needs to go to the right situation with all these guys, really. I mean, if they go – that's the thing. Like, there's no Trevor Lawrence or Joe Burrow in this draft. If these guys go to a bad team, a bad situation. I don't think any of them will work. Mm -hmm. They need to be supported and go to the right spot. So Willis is, to me, fascinating. Yeah. We'll look at where I have him going in the mock. I feel like also that he needs to go to a team that's willing to invest in him. So that's that's the key thing is that, like you were saying, like they have to invest in him to be good. Like, yeah, like Lamar Jackson, the Ravens retooled their whole offense to fit his skills someone does that with Malik Willis, they have patience, maybe let him sit at least for the first part of his rookie year. I think that'd be very interesting. Yeah. All right, on. Number three on my board is Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati. Four-year starter, got better every year. I like Ritter a lot. Um, there are some 
concerns a lot of people some people so like he's another one i've seen him fifth on a lot of boards bleach report has him number one on their board um as far as quarterbacks so a lot of debate on desmond ritter he to me out of all these guys i think he's the most interesting just in terms of where is he going to go what is he going to be because i could see him going early first round being first one taken i could see him really falling second uh second round maybe even third round probably in the second round but so his pros, the reasons why I think Desmond Ritter could work. He's he's six four, doesn't have it. He's not as sturdy, as thick as Kenny Pickett. He's six four, two fifteen. So he's a little skinnier, but he does have the height. He's probably the most NFL ready, just in terms of the system he played in, where he was going through progressions and he's making pro- protection adjustments at the line of scrimmage, that sort of thing that you have to do in the NFL. So from from a pure X's and O's system standpoint, I think he's the most NFL ready. I think he can, like Pickett, can come in and probably start week one. Lots of experience, started a lot of games at Cincinnati. Mobility. While he doesn't have the same speed as Malik Willis, I'd say he's probably the second or third most mobile out of these guys I have in the top five. He can run. He ran at Cincinnati. He can scramble. You need quarterback mobility in today's NFL. He definitely has that. And then Winner, leader, you say the wins aren't a QB stat, but he won a lot of games at Cincinnati. Everything you hear about him, he's a great leader. His teammates love him, and he, he had some great performances. They beat Notre Dame this year. Cons, reason why I think he could bust. The biggest one for him is accuracy. He, he misses too many layups. There are, there are some throws that he just doesn't make consistently enough. He has, some, he has too many misses. Uh, the Alabama game, I thought that's college football playoff, Cincinnati getting in. Uh, they only scored six points. Now his O-line was completely outmanned by Bama's front, but the rest of Cincinnati's team was not outhandled by Bama. Cincinnati was in that game in the first half. They just couldn't score, move the ball. We'll talk about in the draft. Cincinnati had NFL DBs. They have a guy who I think is going to go in the top 10, Sauce Gardner, a corner. So that game, I thought had he played really well in that game and either given Bama a closer game or pulled off the upset, which I, was a long shot, but had he, had he played better in that game, I think he would probably be the, had a chance to be the consensus QB one, but he really struggled in that game. And that was a missed opportunity for him against the top opponent he faced. And then the easy schedule Cincinnati, they played in a weaker conference where, which that's not a huge thing to me for quarterbacks, but he definitely uh, was on a, a more talented roster than most of the opponents he faced so that I can see why that would give some people concerns. The biggest question mark for him is the accuracy, but I do like Ritter a lot. Um, I, I like him more than I think a lot of people do. I don't know how much you, if you watch Ritter play at all, or what, what are your thoughts on Desmond Ritter? Yeah, Desmond Ritter. Uh, I think he is definitely, I agree. He is one of my favorites as well. Um, coming in, I feel like, like you said, he is a winner. He's definitely a leader. He had to go through all that Cincinnati all season long. He had to keep keeping that pressure on. I hate that you said easy schedule on there because I feel like the pressure that was on that team was carried from the season before and they lived up to it. So I feel Maybe like Notre Dame too. That's a good point. The easy schedule might be unfair. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's also like, that doesn't speak much. I mean, like we saw Mac Jones with a great team around him making a Alabama schedule look easy. <laughs> I mean, like that's how, that's how, I mean, a quarterback can be good, can look. So, I mean, I personally think he is definitely my favorite quarterback probably out of this. I wouldn't, I don't want to say actually number one or two yet. I would put him in the top two. I like him more than Pickett, like you said as well. I do like him more than Pickett. Um, 
I just went, I don't know yet. I want to feel like I want to hear out what else you got here for these other guys before I get announced. He's my number one. But right now okay. I'm leaning from what you've been describing. He's my leaning number one. I agree. Like I said, I like Ritter. I like Ritter a lot as well. I think he could, I think he could easily end up being the first one taken. So number four, this one is a guy who's very interesting to me, Sam Howell, North Carolina. So Sam Howell going into the year, people were saying he was going to be a top five pick. They were also saying that about Spencer Rattler, who ended up getting benched at Oklahoma and transferring. Now he's not even in this draft. He's playing another year of college. So Sam Howell is very polarizing. I've seen people who don't think he's a first-round talent. PMF, PFF has him as their number one quarterback in the draft. So Sam Howell, pros, he's got a rocket for an arm, cannon, crazy arm strength, uh, can make all the throws at the NFL level, definitely really special arm talent mobility so we'll talk about this in a sec they completely rearranged the offense this year he ran for over a thousand yards at north carolina he was basically the primary ball carrier he's tough he's sturdy he can run the ball he doesn't have the speed of a malik willis um he and ritter are probably on a more similar speed i'm not actually sure who's faster but they both ran the ball a good bit how ran it more than ritter in the system but it's almost like a downhill runner physical kind of guy so he's definitely got the mobility. And then intangibles, everything I've read and everything you hear about Sam Howell is that he's a great leader. Everyone loves him in the locker room. Uh, teams, He's a guy they say is going to really impress in the interview process in the NFL. So those are the pros with Sam Howell and the things I think can make him a first-round quarterback. The cons, the regression. His first two years, he came in, had a great freshman season. His sophomore year, he was insane, put up crazy numbers at UNC, lit it up his first two years as a passer, that's why he was going into this year looking like a top five pick. Had a bad, not a bad year, but he regressed a lot as a passer. Now, he did lose two running backs to the NFL and his top two receivers to the NFL. So his supporting cast uh, got a lot worse around him. His production dropped off as a thrower. They also, because of that, they didn't have as much of good of a supporting cast around him, which is why they changed the offense um, to b- being him more run-centric. Also, the height. It's not a huge deal. And a lot of these guys, all of them except Ritter and Pickett, are a little shorter than average. He's 6'1". Because of the size, the way he looks, you're going to see the Baker Mayfield comparison thrown around a lot. Um, I don't know if that's completely accurate because he's, to me, they're different in that Baker was a much more polished thrower, I think, coming out, more accurate passer. But Sam Howell is more athletic than Baker, more of a runner than Baker. So the size-wise, I get the comparison. I don't think it's completely accurate. But so those are my two biggest concerns with Sam Howell. He lost some guys to the NFL. His production as a passer dropped off, but he definitely has some really good traits that could make him the QB one or could fall out of the first round. Very polarizing prospect again, like, like all of these guys. It's a very interesting one for sure. Um, I'd say the Baker comparisons are more just than you think. Um, <laughs> Baker's accuracy, it's been a little, it's been a little iffy. Don't get too, don't get too caught well, up. I'm just college. saying coming out, coming out, like when Baker was coming out of Oklahoma. Okay. Coming out of Oklahoma. Yeah. That was probably his go-to thing. But you know, when you talk about like arm talent wise, you're already describing his intangible and intangibles and mobility or just the way he play style is general, you know, like that, you know, try and head down forward and head down, try and win the game, head play style. Yeah, I can see why that comparison of Baker Mayfield is being made. And that was just before, you know, looking at the guy. And, yeah, he definitely has that build. Um, My thing is, yeah, definitely because I remember hearing about Sam Howell last year. And you're right, he fell off this year. 
And I remember having question marks about what happened to UNC. And it was, like you said, talent around them did get fall off a little bit. And they did change their playbook a little bit on them. So we didn't get to see as much as Sam Howell. So I feel, I feel like it's not like the right, I mean, like we do know what we got from his junior year. So we've seen what he's most capable of. So I feel like, you know, one year off, you know, just because they didn't have his players is good, is good enough, you know. He'd probably justify so you, that. I don't know if he'll be a first-round quarterback, though. That's so you true. don't like Sam Howell uh, as much as, uh, as Ritter or Pickett? No. Nah. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't like Sam Howell as much as some people do, but I, I do see it. Like, again, all these guys, you can see it. I, I've seen them yeah. all play. I've probably seen Howell play the most, actually, out of all of them. Interesting. You can just because I know North Carolina that's around here, they're on TV a decent amount. Uh, the tech game this year, he really struggled. So I see it. I can see the traits, why people like, why Sam Howe could work, but I also see the concerns. And then the last guy in my top five, now he's that actually on, on a lot of people's boards. That is Matt Corral from Ole Miss. Uh, a lot of people have him number one in, in the first round. Some guys really like him, others don't like him as much. I don't like him as much as most people do. Um, the pros, the reasons he could work, he's mobile. He can run around. All these guys are pretty mobile in the top five. I mean, out of those five, I just went through Pickett's probably the least, mo maybe the least mobile. And he had the crazy slide run play. So they're all mobile. They can all move. Um, he, he moves well. He's got a strong arm, very, very good live arm can throw all the deep balls, NFL arm, good decision maker. I think he only threw like four or five picks this year. He improved improvement. He improved every year as a starter at Ole Miss and he did play in the SEC. He played against the toughest opponents, and he really lit it up this year. He had a great senior year, um, which is why he's played himself into this first-round QB1 discussion. So can't – sorry, excuse me. You good? Hit on too much. He, <laughs> so he's definitely – like, I see it. I get why, again, people like him. The cons, though, to me, are, are too overwhelming. There's too many things here that concern me. Too small. So he's 6'1", and I know I said Willis and – Howell is shorter, but he's skinnier than both Willis and Howell. He's not as big and not as sturdy of an athlete. I mean, he's an athlete, but he's not nearly as big and strong. He runs around a lot. He plays a little too reckless. He can't play like that in the NFL. He's going to get injured. He already got injured in their bowl game. He had the ankle injury, so durability. I just don't think with his frame and the way he plays that he's going to be able to sustain those hits at the NFL level. And then the system. He played in that Lane Kiffin, very college offense, a lot of RPOs, a lot of one read, take off and run. First read, throw first read. A lot of that did not do nearly as much going through his progressions as a picket or a ritter. That's that's honestly the, that and the durability. Those are the reasons why I put him fifth on this list when a lot of people might have him as QB1 in this draft. I feel like putting him fifth is a little too low for him. I feel like he should have been like a three. Um, besides that, though, I agree with a lot of what you said. Um, Frame-wise, he is the system. A lot of RPO you, in the NFL, you, they want to see you go through progressions, not go through, you know, one read and dash. So that is always a question. And obviously, obviously getting hurt in your bro, in your uh, bowl game, that, that always, you know, leaves the biggest concern about your durability. So now he has that question rising up on him. But that also plays into his frame, his size, you know, all that. But we have seen his playmaking and everything, and we have seen that he has improved a lot. Because didn't that wasn't it supposed to be like a QB battle this year at first or something? At I'm um, not sure. I don't, I don't, I don't think because so. he was a starter last year. Was he? he, okay. he, he I think he's a 
three-year starter or at least a two. I'm pretty sure a three-year starter. Okay, well, that's good. Well, good for him then. But anyways, I felt like I heard any some some sort of QB tension over there at the beginning of the year. And, you know, he he pushed through that as well. So that's my reason for it because, like, that Ole Miss team, you know, Lane Kiffin and all them, they always get a lot of attention just for being an SEC. If you get something going that's not Bama, you know, someone wants to put a spotlight on you. But that's my opinion on Matt Corral. Yeah. No, the, you make some good points. I, I might have Corral too low. I know a lot of people like him a lot more than me. Like I said, the size and, and the system just concern me the most because it is a lot of one read, one read and throw it. So, okay, I'm going to go ahead and keep screen sharing here. So that's my QB rankings. Those are my thoughts on them. So out of those, so out of the five, you would probably, what would, how would you react, rank them? What do you agree with most? What do you disagree with? All right. So I feel like um, going off of the list, hang on, just keep your, oh, I was about to say, keep the list, keep that screen. Oh, list as sorry, it okay, I got it. That was perfect. That was, I was just going to go ahead and keep so going. Right. There we go. All right. So I feel like my number one would be Ritter, Desmond Ritter. That's my number one. Um, I that. A lot of, I like Ritter. I, yeah. I, I have no problem with that. I feel like that's my number one just because, uh, and this is not including like, this is not including draft order or anything. This is just going off of based off QB, you know, just QB one through five. Uh, yeah. Desmond Ritter, just cause like you said, he had, like I said, I think the fact that he had to push through a whole season of attention of like, Oh, Cincinnati, these wins aren't enough. Still not enough. Still not enough. And he had to keep winning, keep going out every Saturday, keep showing up, keep winning, you know, until of course, when they played Bama, which is always what Sometimes, you know, that's what happens when you play Bama. <laughs> so that I feel like he's my number one and number two, I'll put Kenny Pickett. Um, Kenny, I feel like, like you said, he had all that. He had that big play mobility play that got him that really big spotlight moment even has a rule with him now. He has a rule for him already for one play. That's insane. <laughs> um, um, honestly, I kind of like the fact, though, that he's a 24-year-old rookie because I like the fact that you get – you will see what you get out of him more and that he's an ex – and like you said, he's a big X's and O's guy. So, like, if he doesn't have that arm talent like you saw, like you like they say he has, but he does have that – he can read the plays, the, the QB coaches can help that, you know. So that's, that's what we're for. So that's yeah. why I feel like he could be at number two. At number three, I would probably put Malik Willis there. I feel like that would be a nice little spot for him. Just because he's, like you said, the project in the making, he has to be an investment. Definitely has to take time because that decision-making, that, that's a little, like, in Liberty, those defend, the defenders that Liberty was going up against are not, not going to be the same level of competition. So... I would say Malik Willis would be a solid number three in this list. Um, number four, I would put Matt Corral. Yeah, I was about to say, I feel like Matt Corral, just because I like the fact that his competition was the SEC. So he had to deal with that spotlight hit. Though the system was, you know, a little brutal, but he was taking hits in that system. Like when you run the ball, you're still taking hits. You still have to dodge those linebackers. And some of those linebackers that are in the SEC go into the league. <laughs> and so he, if he can get, you know, that helps, you know, give you a little bit of, you know, mobility shed. And then in the end, of course, Sam Howell, you know. Uh, not, not crazy about Howell either. Yeah. I, I was about to say the fact that he fell off in the ACC, you know, where it almost should have been a given, but Kenny Pickett was the one that ended up stepping up and stole your division pretty much, or conference, I should say. Uh, kind of says a lot, even though, yes, you lost some seniors around you that were in the skill position error, but you got a, 
as a senior QB, you know, you can't go out like that. That's my opinion. I I like that. I I went back and forth on Hal and Corral fourth and fifth. I don't like them as much as some people. I like that you have Ritter number one. Like I said, I I, I like Ritter. Um, I don't know if he's number one, but I think it's really interesting to see what happens. So, all right. So let's get into, if you're ready, we can get into the rest of this draft class. We got some time here. So I'm just going to pull up. This is my, again, used to the PFF mock draft creator. Um, so can you see this? This is my mock. Colby. Oh, yeah, I still see your screen. So this is Colby's mock one. So. Top oh, yeah. It's not. All a- right. so, well, not a- oh, you can't see it now? No, I'm still on the PowerPoint for some reason. Oh, okay. Hmm. Hang on one second. Let me let me see if I can figure this out. I hope I can. Oh, here we go. Okay. Another round of technical difficulties. Now? There it is. Actually, that list is pretty good. It's it's a lot bigger than you think. Is that that too much if I zoom it in like that? No, that's fine. Still, I, guess I mean, we don't get to see the thirty-two. The there you go. Right, I, was about to say, I feel like that's perfect right there. Still. Okay. So yeah. So, so I got four quarterbacks going in round one. Obviously, not a great QB draft. So top of the draft. Uh, so where this draft is really good is edge rusher. That is the strongest position and. I only I have a handful going in the first round. There is, but if you look at the draft board, like on PFF, the with like you can do multiple rounds. You go into the second round. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I did not have Jacksonville taking Aiden Hutchinson, who I think it, who is the consensus best player in the draft. Just because you look at the there's almost all the best available players left on the board going into the second round. Had I kept going, would have been edge rushers. So there are a ton of edge rushers in this draft. That's the position. Tackles are good at the top, but there's not the depth. Uh, some good receivers, not as strong as the last couple wide receiver classes. Obviously, last year was insane with Chase Waddle, Devontae Smith. Still a good draft. It's deep at tight end, but none that are going to go super early. Um, so those, those are some strong positions. Corner, really good at the top, a lot of good corners. So I had number one pick, the Jags, going Evan Neal, the offensive tackle from Alabama. He is a – physical freak he, he's a stud the now there's three really good tackles in this draft um a lot of people go back and forth with neil and eki mcquanu who i've gone forth to the nc uh to the jets uh as who's the top tackle neil to me is the best he's just because he's done the most in pass protection he's incredibly physically gifted he's not the best pl- i think hutchinson out of michigan is the best player in the draft but jacksonville you got to protect trevor lawrence right um you have josh allen you could use another edge but ultimately i think Walker Little, who knows what he's going to be. Second-round pick from last year as a tackle. Cam Robinson, or Greg Robinson, sorry, is a free agent. Um, so you got to protect Trevor Lawrence. The Jags, ideally for them, there would be a quarterback that's number one that everyone would be trying to get, and they could trade up for or trade down uh, and get more picks, which is what they need because they have an awful roster. But that's not the case for them, unfortunately. So I had them going Evan Neal, number one, out of Bama. Great tackle. If, the, if that happens – the Lions at two will probably take about five seconds to turn in their draft card to pick Aiden Hutchinson. Hutchinson is insane, great production, all the intangibles, freakish athlete, dynamic pass rusher. He's the consensus best player in the draft. There's not a lot of consensus uh, in, with this draft and who the top guys are, but almost every all the draft experts have him as the number one player. So Detroit, he's a great edge rusher, very productive at Michigan. If that if the Jags do go tackle at one, they'll be rushing that card in quickly. Right yeah. in their backyard. Best player in the draft to me. Dan Campbell will be celebrating. Yeah, absolutely. So Hutchinson is a beast. Um, as I say, I'm going to go through like the top 
five ten here, and then we can talk about it a little bit. Any of these teams, any picks that should catch your eye. Yeah. So three, the Texans, they're they are in a full rebuild. I like Davis Mills, but they they have an awful roster. They just need to go best player available. Now I know typically you don't take a safety this high, but yeah. Kyle Hamilton is a consensus top three player in this draft. So PFF has him as the number two player in the draft. He's different. He he he's one of those safeties that he's he's he can do anything. You can play him as safety. You can play him as a slot, as a corner. You can move him as a linebacker. You can blitz him. He he he's really just uh, so many tools. He's a freakish athlete. You can put him anywhere. You can do so much with him. He can cover. He can rush the passer. He can tackle. He's a do it all, all around superstar safety. He's different. There's not a lot of safeties like him. Well, so while safety maybe isn't the biggest need or the most important position. He's he's the best player available in that slot, and that's why I put him there. He's a stud. For the Jets, Akeem Aquanu, he's more of a run blocker than Evan Neal, but he's a beast. He had an insane year. I think he was the top-graded run blocker, one of the top-graded run blockers in the country. He's big, uh, strong tackle, great run blocker. He can run down the field. Some of his pancakes, his highlights are nuts. He, yeah. he is a guy who I think <laughs> can be a stud. You can probably put him at – he can play guard, but you can put him at either tackle spot. They've got the Jets. They've got Makai um, uh, Becton on the left side. He was injured most of last year, but him coming back, they drafted. They got to protect Zach Wilson, right? This makes him better at running. More protection for Zach Wilson, who had a questionable line. You got to see if he's the guy. So that's what I would do by the Jets. Giants fifth pick, Kayvon Thibodeau. For most of the year, Kayvon Thibodeau was the consensus number one pick. Uh, freakish athlete, very productive at Oregon. But you've seen him the last couple of weeks. The buzz is that he's sliding. Uh, people have concerns about um, kind of his drive, and that there are concerns about not like off the field issues in the sense that like uh, criminal or anything like that. But there's you know the the do you love do they love football those kind of conversations. People just don't feel like he has um, like he maybe goes all out as much as like a guy like Aiden Hutchinson. And so there are some concerns that you've seen Thibodeau dropping a little on some boards, but in terms of pure talent, I don't see him sliding. He's not going to slide out of the top 10. I, I could see him sliding out of the top five, but the giants get maybe the best pros one of the best prospects in the draft at five edge rusher media defense better. Dude, you so, can argue that the lions, if Aiden Hutchinson goes one, you can argue that the lions take Thibodeau at number two. Oh, absolutely. I would not be surprised if he went as early as two. Yeah. I thought about him putting him three, but yeah, just you hear he's sliding a little bit. There are some questions. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there, but he's a special talent if, if he pans out, but some people think he's boomer bust. Speaking of boomer bust, this was the pick I thought the most about. I thought about this today while I was at work a good bit is who is I, I going like to put it. to Carolina at six. I like they it. really need a left tackle, but Sam Darnold is clearly not the answer. Uh, in the so I had them go Malik Willis, who even though he's not my number one quarterback, you need to take a big swing. Panthers yeah. have an aggressive, rich owner. I don't know who if they have anyone they can sit him behind. Sam Darnold, that's probably not the best person for him to sit behind. He might get thrown out there, and it might be rough for a year. And they really need a left tackle. I really thought about Charles Cross, the pass protector out of Mississippi State, who I had going seven to the Giants, great pass blocker. But the upside is crazy with Malik Willis. The Panthers, I feel like they're an aggressive owner. They're going to want to take a big swing. Matt Rule could be on the hot seat. So I had them going Malik Willis. That's the earliest I see a quarterback going. I like that. I don't, yeah, I don't think the Panthers are going to land any of the big potential moving quarterbacks this offseason. So to me, 
I think they swing on Malik Willis. Charles Cross just talked about him to the Giants. Giants, their O-line is a disaster, as you know. They do have Andrew Thomas, who's a nice piece at left tackle. They can play Charles on the Cross on the right side. Great pass blocker. A little bit more debate on him than the top two tackles. Some people have him in the same class as Neil Nakuanu. Some have him. I've seen him falling way down the board. I like Cross. I think he's a good pass blocker. Makes sense for the Giants. Number eight, the Falcons, Derek Stingley Jr., corner LSU. He had that insane freshman season in 2019 when LSU won the national championship. One of the best freshman seasons ever. Freakish athlete again, but he had some injury concerns. Uh, missed some games last year. Uh, he sat out the COVID year. So he hasn't played a ton of games the last two seasons since that ridiculous freshman season at LSU. But, I mean, it, coming off that freshman season, he'd have been a top five pick. I've seen him. He could go in the top five. He could slip a little bit. To me, he's still cornerback one in a really strong corner class that's not that deep but strong at the top. I like Stingley Jr. still. I think he's got some freakish traits. Number nine, I had Devin Lloyd, the linebacker from Utah. That Utah defense was pretty good this year. He's a beast. He was the star of it. Great player in the middle, can cover, tackle. He does all the great stuff you want out of a linebacker. I'm assuming in this scenario, Denver's going the veteran QB route uh, because they do have a big needed quarterback. But I think they've tried the draft and they've missed. They they're, they're obviously want to get Rodgers or Wilson. We'll see whether or not that happens. They could use a linebacker. So in this scenario, I had them going Devin Lloyd. Ten, the Jets again. They need a DB. They have Bryce Hall, the young guy from UVA, who they like. But Ahmed, Ahmed Gardner, Ahmed Sauce Gardner from Cincinnati, he's crazy. He's so good. Uh, he, I don't think he's ever allowed a touchdown in his college career. Like, his numbers are insane. He's a baller. He balled out against Bama. Um, even though they lost, it was not his fault. He was terrific. He was not his corner. Fault. I think he, there are some people that have him above Stingley Jr. I think he's going to go in the top ten. He's a great prospect. So I like Ahmed Sauce Gardner a lot, and I think that's a great pick for the Jets. So there's my top 10, anything in there that kind of catches your eye. And then we'll go through some of these later picks a little faster, but is there anything in there that kind of catches um, your eye? I, all right. So things that caught my eye, uh, my first one, like you, like I couldn't hold back was the Malik Willis pick. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's a very Carolina thing. I feel like they can do would be pick up someone like him. Who's like a big banger bust guy and everything, especially like the type of like athleticism and potential that he can bring, you know? So I feel like them going for Malik is a great swing. I like it, um, especially in the situation they're in with uh, Matt Rule. Uh, let's see. I like how you kept the tradition of New York Giants keeping their uh, – trying to get a D lineman or O lineman correct. I feel like that's probably what they're going to do. I hate to say it, but that's probably what they're going to do again, unless, unless you think they got the balls to take a QB, but I don't think they do. Um, <laughs> My thing is, you talk so highly on the uh, Ahmed Gardner. Why didn't you put him at Falcons for Atlanta instead of? New I debated York? that, but I I just feel like Derek Stingley Jr. He's got like some freakish athletic traits, and I mean that LSU year he had in 2019 was insane, and he was going up against like talented like NFL guys, NFL receivers in the SEC, and he was strapping them up. He when he that year he was so productive. I would not be surprised if Gardner goes above him just because. It depends if people are concerned about the injuries Stingley's had. They hasn't, I don't think, super serious, but he's missed time with some injuries. But he's going to test off the charts at the combine. Um, so to me, I think his traits are just too crazy, and his upside is just so high. But I, I like them both a lot. I think they'll both go in the top ten. I would not be surprised if Gardner went first. So I think they're one and one A for me. Right. But I, I, I did keep Stingley above just because I feel like he's been 
longer. He's been higher regarded as a prospect. All right. All right. I, everything else I like, I like though. I feel like I like it. Um, Kyle Hamilton. It sucks that the Texans probably will take Kyle Hamilton because I feel like they should go O-line as well. But Kyle Hamilton, it does seem like he's like the next best safety that came out of Notre Dame besides Harrison Smith. So, I thought about it. Yeah, Kyle Hamilton, I, I debated not putting him that high, and he might fall just because he is a safety, and that's not a position that teams value as highly. But he, he's a free. He, he's yeah. a top I mean, player. the Texans, they, didn't they have the Honey Badger at one point? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was about to say, I feel like they wouldn't mind running that back again. <laughs> I mean, that was a fun time for the Texans. Be than, I think he'll be better than the Honey Badger. I mean, Hamilton, oh. I think, is a guy who could come in and be all pro right away. And Honey Badger's good, but yeah. So, all yeah. Right. I, so, what I are the side notes you got for this uh, mock draft here? Yeah. So, we'll speed through some of the rest of these picks now. Uh, so, 11, the quarterback, interesting. Kenny Pickett to Washington Commanders. Uh, I like Kenny Pickett a lot. I, I know you like him. Uh, I know you like Ritter a little more. We talked about Kenny Pickett, so I don't want to talk about him, the QBs individually too much more, but I think it makes a lot of sense. Washington, the, they have a good roster. They have pieces, um, I, but Taylor Heineke, as fun as he is, he's not the long-term answer. Pickett, to me, would be a better option, a franchise QB. If he hits in the NFC East, that's a team that can be competitive. Your Minnesota Vikings at 12. I don't know what you're exactly – if you think this is – I know this is one of their needs. I don't know if this is – Something you would think you would want them to do, but I had them go and Trent McDuffie, another really good corner out of Washington. There are people that like him as much as Stingley and Ahmed Gardner. He's a little smaller, more of a slot corner, but I, I, he's terrific. I like McDuffie a lot. I think he could be really good for the Vikings. Browns at 13. They got to draft a wide receiver. They need receiver help badly. Drake London is the top receiver in this draft. He's big. I think he's 6'5". He was having a crazy year at USC before he got hurt. He broke his ankle, but I think it was a clean break. So unlike a knee, it's not something that I don't think teams are going to be too concerned about. He's still wide receiver one to me. I think he'll go early. The Browns need that. Ravens 14, Tyler Linderbaum. Probably the most sure thing in this draft is Tyler Linderbaum. He is a center from Iowa. Teams don't value center super highly, but he seems like an all-pro, future all-pro center. He's a stud off the charts. He's, PFF has him as their highest-graded center ever. Uh, since they've been started ranking players. He's a stud. 15, this is a guy who's really interesting. George Karloftis, the edge from Purdue. I've seen Karloftis as high as top five. I've seen him at the back end of the first round in mock drafts. There is a lot of debate on Karloftis. He has some interesting traits. Um, he has some good tape. He has some games where he was kind of doubled up, taken out, but he has a lot of potential. Eagles have the three first round picks. I had them going all defense here. Karloft is interesting. Nicobe Dean, beast linebacker from Georgia. Um, he was a stud. He had a great year in the SEC. Pe- people say, obviously, national champion. People say the Eagles don't take linebacker first round, but they really, really need a linebacker. And I know you like the Eagles a lot. They have, they're trending in the right direction. If they nail these three picks, and I have them going three defensive players, Andrew Booth Jr., corner from Clemson at 19. Let's pop the brakes real quick on the Eagles there. Hold up. I like the Eagles? No. Do I think they're trending? Yes. I don't like the Eagles. I, <laughs> I think they're trending. I, I do agree they're trending, but I don't like them. Doesn't mean, <laughs> do I like that they're trending? Not really. <laughs> I wish the fair Giants enough. would get their things together. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. But anyway, so yeah, I had them going defense. 17 Chargers, Jordan Davis. He's a big D tackle from Georgia. The Chargers couldn't stop the run at all. That was their Achilles heel all year, that and going forward on too many fourth downs. But not being able to stop the run was killer. 
one of the biggest reasons they didn't make the playoffs. That would help. Big D line on the interior. Saints, I thought about a quarterback here, but I'm going to say in this scenario, they run it back with Jameis, take Garrett Wilson, the number next best receiver in the draft. They also need receiver help. Who knows what's going on with Michael Thomas and the rest of their receiving core is does not stack up with the rest of the league. You've got to have dynamic playmakers in today's NFL, like Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State a lot. Andrew Booth Jr., the top three corners to me, there's a little bit of a gap in my eyes between them and uh, Andrew Booth Jr., Roger McCreary, the other two corners I have going around one, but I still think he could be a solid DB. Pittsburgh, my team at 20, I had them going Desmond Ritter, Cincinnati. Some people will see he could go earlier. He could go later. I, if they can't get Pickett, who I think because he's, he's from Pittsburgh, Pickett would be my top choice as a Steelers fan. I, I like Ritter a lot as well. I think he could be good. Um, we've talked about Ritter. I think it makes sense. The Steelers need someone that can come in and play now. I don't want to see Mason Rudolph. <laughs> Patriots, they need more dynamic weapons. They've struggled to draft them. Got to get better over the top. Chris Olave, Ohio State, good receiver. That would be a fun one. Yeah, I think that could be really good. Jamison Williams, Bama receiver. He was going to be the top receiver in the draft, but he did hurt his knee. I think he tore his ACL in the national championship. Maybe it wasn't ACL, but he had a bad knee injury, so that's why he slipped. But at 22, that's still great value for a guy. A lot of people prior to that game was considered a top 10 pick, number one receiver in the draft, and the Raiders do need receiver help. Roger McCreary, corner out of Auburn. These later players, um, I don't have as much analysis for him, but I think he's a good DB, could, could be good for Arizona. Rashard Raymond, big tackle out of Central Michigan. Dallas, their O-line is really good still, but it is getting older. They could use kind of an infusion of youth, a young tackle, get him in there. Whether he even has to start right away, that's he probably would play a lot. They could develop him into that next kind of successor because Tyron Smith is, is an older guy at tackle. Devontae Wyatt, other Georgia interior D lineman to the Bills. They get better on the DN there. Trevon Walker, one of these many edges who's going to go first round at some point. Good edge rusher out of Georgia. Titans need a pass rush. The Bucs, 27, again, could have them take a quarterback, but I feel like they'll want to try to go the veteran route, maybe just get a placeholder, bridge guy, free agency. Maybe they like Kyle Trask, who they picked second round last year. They had Ali Marpet retire this week earlier. That's a huge loss for them. He's yeah. an all-pro guard. So uh, he retired at 28. Kenyon Green, he's the top uh, guard in this draft. He's kind of a guy who can play anywhere on the line. So I thought that would make sense for them. Packers, I know they never pick a receiver first round, but they really need a receiver, whether it's Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love back there. Traylon Burks out of Arkansas doesn't have maybe the speed or route running of I mean, he's athletic, doesn't have the route running shiftiness of those top three guys who went before him, but he's big, good target, could be a good playmaker. Trevor Penning, the tackle out of Northern Iowa, big, had some has some great tape at the Senior Bowl. A lot of debate on him. I've seen him. Daniel Jeremiah had him going six. Some people don't have him in the first round. So interesting tackle, but the Dolphins need line help badly. David Ajabo, edge. I had him falling to the Chiefs. I kind of don't think he'll drop this far, but if he does, that'd be a steal for the Chiefs. He's got crazy upside. He's only been playing football for a couple years. Um, he, he came from somewhere in Africa um, and he moved <laughs> to the U.S. I can't remember. I cannot uh, – I feel bad. I cannot forget – I cannot remember the, which country he's from. But so he's only been playing football for a couple of years and he's already first round talent. So his upside is crazy, but he's a guy who needs a little bit of development. I think the Chiefs would be a perfect spot. Just one of those him. naturally gifted players. Yeah, people. freakish yeah. athlete, uh, but very raw. 
but mm. crazy upside. And then 31, I had the Bengals going Zion Johnson, guard from Boston College, who's rising on a lot of people's boards. He was great at Super Bowl. They obviously have to protect Joe Burrow. And then 32, I debated this for a little while too, but I do have the lines going Sam Howe, just because I don't know if they're completely – I mean, I don't think golf is the long-term answer. I'm fine with him for another year. I thought about giving them a receiver here. But if they want to pick a quarterback in this draft, 32 is the place they're going to do it, not two, because they do get that fifth-year option. If they like one of these guys enough to pick them in the first two rounds, they're going to do it at 32. So they do get that fifth year option. I think the Lions could be actually, even though they're kind of a bad team, would be kind of an ideal situation for some of these guys because they're going to have golf for one more year and they could sit. I think Hal would really benefit from sitting behind golf, even though we've both raised concerns about him. I don't know if I would do that if I was the Lions, but I think it'd be interesting. And I could see it. Obviously, golf's not the long-term answer, and Hal does have some upside. So that's who I had at 32. That's my full mock. Out of those later picks, what stands out to you? Which teams interest you? Players, teams, anything that sticks out to you from those last uh, 11 through 32? Um, well, just in general, you don't have a single running back out there. So you don't, you don't think a running back's getting drafted in the first round? Mm-mm. No, it's not as good of a – I mean, there are good running backs, but there's not one who I would take in the first round. Okay. So I think right. That was my first note. First note. Um, Jordan Davis, I think, is a huge sleeper on your list here. For him to fall to 17, I feel like he'd be a hit in Philadelphia right next – like one year with Fletcher Cox and him. That'd be a lot. <laughs> like That'd be a lot because those are two huge guys going at it. Um, that's just my opinion, but if he goes to the chargers, you know, that's a hit for them. Cause that he, him and Bosa would be probably just as dynamic, you know, for them too. Uh, yeah. So that's how I thought about that was a couple guys that I thought, um, Vikings getting a corner. I don't think we're getting a corner for full ones. I don't think we're going to finally get a defensive player in the first round because we got a new coach. So, and I think O'Connell will probably go with the offensive route. Do I think we're going to go with a quarterback? No. Do I know what offensive position? Not really. Maybe a, I don't think we're going to find a receiver answer yet. Maybe a running back. I don't know because Dalvin Cook's time where his contracts. Not a 12, already, There's no running back. You, you would pick a 12. I wouldn't say we were going to take a running back, but I was going to say like, I don't know who we would take, but I feel like it would be more offensive than it would be at the corner position. If, but then again, were, we got some old heads at the corner. So to have some, we can take another shot. I can see us honestly taking another shot at corner. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. I cannot, I can, you did explain it well. Like, I can honestly see it happening. Um, Dallas going in to replace their tackle. I like that because, you know, they usually find the right tackle anyways. So I wouldn't, I don't know if it's going to be Bernard Raymond, but I, I would say that they would probably get a beast alignment to fix that part. I can see that <laughs> happening as well. Um, well and let's hope the Packers get a receiver, right? <laughs> like, especially if we know Devontae Adams is probably out the door. Um, mm-hmm. You're really hoping Desmond Ritter falls to the, the, the Steelers, though, huh? I mean, I would be very happy with that. I can talk myself into him. As a Steelers fan, him and Pickett would be my top two choices. Uh, they say they like Malik Willis. I could talk myself into that, but – the thing I feel is, like, like your nightmare would be Sam Howe. Yeah, I mean, again, like as a, I'm a fan at the end of the day, so I'll be able to convince myself <laughs> that anyone they pick can work. But yeah, I wouldn't want Sam Howe. Really, he does have some traits, but I, I don't think that's the way to go. I, I would re- preference would be Ritter or Pickett. Um, in this one, I didn't have Pickett lasting that long. I could see them both being gone before that. I could also see one of them being there. Pittsburgh may have to trade up. I obviously didn't do trades in this. 
in this mock, and there will be some. My other take would be also, you think the commanders won't be landing on a free agency QB this this offseason? You don't think any, they don't think they got the, they don't think you got it? In this exercise, no. Uh, I could see them getting Jimmy G again. Like, that's why I said, that's why I want to do a second one of these after free agency because that will change a lot of it. Oh, it yeah. is kind of mock drafts this early are kind of just a crapshoot, but they're a fun exercise and fun way to talk good. about the draft. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I love mock drafts. I love the draft. So, um, yeah, no, I, I think Pickett would make sense for them at 11 if they don't get a Garoppolo or someone like that. I want to ask you, though, as a Vikings fan, what, what, if you were running the Vikings, what would you want them to pick? Who who would you – not even necessarily a specific player, but what what would you most want them to pick position-wise in the first round? For the first round? A 12. Uh, Assuming they stay put at 12. I'd probably say – I'd like I said, I'm a big fan of Jordan Davis personally. Um, Vikings are always – we got a good D-line, but the Neil Hunter is not very consistent. And so to have like a guy like Jordan Davis out there that can hopefully be out there when he's not would be that would be that superstar that would fill that, you know, D line spot, but having both of them would be amazing. So I'm a huge Jordan Davis fan. um, Personally, I would also say probably a linebacker as well, just because our linebackers are getting up there in age. Eric Hendricks is a beast and Anthony Barr is a beast, but they're also like starting to push mid thirties. I'm pretty sure. So it's almost that time where we got to start looking around for some linebackers and, gotcha. and that's the sad truth but that they're almost you know part of that end of the era deal with zimmer sadly yeah. so. no that makes sense I, I did think about i was between mcduffie and Karloftis. like i said i've seen Karloftis go he's he's one of the most interesting players in this draft to me because he does have some high upside i think he's really freak athlete very talented but there are some people have concerns. Like I said, I've seen him going in the top five in mocks. I've seen him slipping almost out of the first round in other mocks. So that's the interesting thing about this draft is there's really not a lot of consensus. I mean, this could be close to accurate. This could be completely inaccurate as far as it's just going to come down to team's preferences and fit a lot as well. So I'm really interested to see how things shake out. But that is my mock, uh, mock one. We'll, we'll get a mock two, another check in at, at one point maybe on one of our later episodes as we post free yeah, we gotta wait for the combine we got combine coming up so maybe yeah, a couple weeks after the combine after some of that maybe when is pro day after combine right yeah it's probably after that we'll probably do something post pro days before the draft so yeah yeah no absolutely so Definitely a lot more. We're just getting started with the draft process. That was a lot of fun. I know so, our NFL season started now. <laughs> our NFL right. season starts now. <laughs> we didn't wait. Oh, man. Oh, that's the other thing, too. They got the spring league or something like that. I don't even know what's going on with that. The USFL, that's right. I forgot yeah. About that. Who knows? Maybe you'll hear some coverage on that, folks. Maybe. As well, I, I appreciate uh, mm-hmm. that was a lot of fun. I let, I appreciate you letting me do a lot of, I know I did most of the, a lot of the talk in there and you had to listen to me ramble a lot about a lot of those picks, but it was fun. Hey, I but, liked it. I enjoyed it. You did great, man. You led the way. And I, Hey, you know what? Like I said, there were some interesting, uh, interesting tidbits in there. So that's all that matters. Yeah. All right. Well, this was, this was a bit of a long one. I was thinking maybe even trim this up into two parts. Um, whenever you put in the drive, Uh, to maybe the QB ranking.